I'm grateful for sunny November days that we still get to bask a little bit of our New Mexico sun. is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Barbara Ramirez. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people. Tonight, we focus on education and like you heard a little bit ago, gratitude. Alan Wackman, a human rights activist and a retired public defender attorney, will speak with us about the New Mexico Public Education Department's virtual public hearing that happened last week on the proposed revisions to New Mexico social studies standards. This evening, we bring you gratitude messages from our GJ members and staff. On this special episode, we reflect on how the past two years have impacted our lives and celebrate our strengths with gratitude. Throughout the hour, we will share music that celebrates love, gratitude, and community, starting with the song Gratitude by Earth, Wind & Fire. On Friday, November 12th, the New Mexico Public Education Department, PED, held a virtual public hearing on the proposed revisions to New Mexico social studies standards. These standards have not been revised in over 20 years. Tonight, we bring you an interview with Alan Wagman on the New Mexico PED's public hearing. Mr. Wagman is a Jewish American, a human rights activist, and a retired public defender attorney. He's currently working with Jewish Voice for Peace in the cause of Palestinian liberation and with the legal defense team in the anti-pipeline work in northern Minnesota. Here is Generation Justice Youth Coordinator Rachel Riley speaking with Alan Wagman. This is Rachel Riley with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Alan Wagman. Welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, Mr. Wackman, could you please tell us more about yourself? Okay, well, I'm a retired public defender attorney um, since about the mid-1980s. My work life has been primarily devoted to social justice, um, worked for some nonprofits in Washington, D.C., worked with Habitat for Humanity in Africa for a few years, did some human rights work in Guatemala, um, since 1995, from 1995 for the next 22 years, I was mostly doing indigent criminal defense. Um, I retired from the public defender office three years ago, and currently I'm working on the legal defense team with the Line 3 protesters in Minnesota. Thank you for sharing so much about um, some of the work that you're currently doing. Um, and important work, it sounds like also. So today we're here to talk about 
uh, the social studies standards um, being addressed within the New Mexico Public Education Department. Um, if you could please uh, break down a little bit more about the curriculum changes and what's that about? Well, my understanding of the changes is that the reason for them is the Ghazi lawsuit um, in the New Mexico Supreme Court that found that New Mexico schools were not meeting the needs of minority students in New Mexico and that required curriculum changes. And I think it's important to note that the public education department wasn't actually gonna do, probably wouldn't have done anything absent the lawsuit um, and absent the proof that the schools were failing, a large number of New Mexico students. And the social studies um, curriculum and the, the things that came up in, in, for the hearing were to a very large extent focused on um, recognizing diversity in New Mexico, recognizing that different groups have had different experiences, but then also teaching, teaching kids on as early as first grade or kindergarten that, that there are similarities across those experiences. And then as late in, in high school, um, emphasizing that students recognize what recognized their own group, the group that they belong to, but without minimizing or, or treating other groups as inferior. So it's basically getting kids to value their own experience, recognize their own experience, recognize that not everybody has that experience and learn about and value the experience of others and not pretend that everybody has had the same experience in life and that our experiences are in part determined by our group identity. Thank you so much for that. And I think um, especially as young people, really supporting individual identity and experiences, something that can go a long way as we're, you know, striving to cultivate the future leaders um, and the, the next generation of leaders. So thank you. So the New Mexico Public Education Department had a public hearing uh, last Friday on November 12th that addressed the social study standards. Um, could you please tell us a little bit more about how, about what you understand happened during that hearing? I wasn't able to attend the hearing. I have a friend who did and said that the comments um, were about 50-50 in favor and against, but you largely wouldn't know that from reading media reports um, or seeing it on television. I watched the video on KRQE website um, of what their reporting showed. And I don't think they showed a single statement from anybody who was in favor of the changes. They show, KRQE showed um, a woman, a mother who said that these changes destroyed her children which is a little difficult to understand since the changes aren't gonna take place until 2023. So I don't, I don't know what destroyed her children, but that's the kind of hysteria that, that KRQE reported. KRQE put on its website an Associated Press story. Um, and in that story, about 60% of it was devoted to 
and I counted the words, 60% because it, it was amazing. 60% of it was devoted to negative comments and about 15% to favorable comments to the rules. And then the rest was mostly neutral. It was either public education department explaining it or just neutral comment. But in that story, the first four paragraphs were all negative. Then there, was, then there were two neutral paragraphs. Then there were more negative paragraphs before you got to a couple of positive remarks. And the Albuquerque Journal was largely the same, mostly reporting uh, negative remarks. And the negative remarks were, this is Marxist, they're teaching our children hate, stuff like that. Um, and what where it clearly comes from is uh, there's a Republican strategist named Chris Rufo who made clear that the Republicans want to say everything that comes out with education is critical race theory. It doesn't matter if it is or it isn't. Just throw out the words critical race theory, critical race theory, critical race theory. They're teaching our children to hate and, and whip up fear and get people to show up. And the Albuquerque Journal at the top of its um, story had, had a picture of, of a woman holding up a sign outside the meeting in Santa Fe saying CRT is a pig. Um, and none of, and people, if you ask people what's critical race theory, people don't know. Frankly, I've done a lot of reading and I don't know. I can't, I can't, it's, I couldn't explain it in a, certainly in a sound bite. Um, but people are being conditioned to call everything critical race theory and to jump to conclusions about any change in education. And the news media has a big stake in creating controversy um, so they can report the controversy. And neither the AP story nor the Albuquerque Journal story did a, did a very good job of explaining what the changes were. The Santa Fe New Mexican did a much better job of explaining the origin of the changes and did a much better job. And the paper, the online um, journal, also did a, a decent job of explaining that the changes came out of the Yazzie lawsuit and uh, putting in some comments from uh, people in the African American and, and indigenous communities indicating. That, that they were in favor because for the first time, these changes would enable the children in their communities to see themselves in the school curriculum. Thank you so much for that. As we move forward and, and take steps towards, you know, trying to improve our public education system, I think, I think it's an important lesson for all of us to be mindful about the types of media sources we're going to for, for our information. So thank you for that. Um, what are other steps moving forward that our community can take to continue staying involved in issues like this? Well, everybody's got a, everybody has a legislator. And I... <clears throat> During the legislative session, I worked for the uh, House Consumer and Public Affairs Committee, and I know that and a lot of the social justice legislation um, goes through that committee. Probably bills on this topic might not. It would, might go to the Education Committee, but I think it would be really good to communicate with your legislators and anybody who has any particular level 
of expertise should actually contact the legislator and ask the legislators how they can communicate with the people working on researching issues for, for the particular committees. Um, and that would be a way to get, in order to get information in front of legislators' eyes. Um, that would keep pressure on the public education department. My understanding is that PED said they're not gonna expand the comment period, that they've taken all the input, input they're gonna take. But also keep in mind, they're not gonna be put in place until September, 2023. So don't start jumping on teachers is one comment in the in the New Mexican that that was actually could it might be a valid critique. I'm not in a position to know, but a teacher said, "We don't right now have the resources to teach everything we're being asked to teach." And if that's a valid critique, and those resources aren't provided, don't jump on teachers. Thank you, Mr. Wagman. We really appreciated you taking the time out today um, to talk about this issue of social study standards being addressed within the New Mexico Public Education Department, as well as um, really critically thinking with us about uh, how media portrays um, controversial issues or important issues at that also, um, and ways in which we can inform and educate ourselves moving forward. Okay. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. For Generation Justice, I'm Rachel Riley. Mr. Wagman, thank you so much for sharing your analysis with us and for helping us understand what the revision of the PED social study standards mean to us as a community and what the next steps we can take are. Education in New Mexico should be a priority. Now we bring you the song While I'm Still Here by Phil Ox, selected by our guest, Alan Wagman. There's no place in this world where I'll belong when I'm gone And I won't know the right from the wrong when I'm gone And you won't find me singing on this song when I'm gone So I guess I'll have to do it while I'm here What does gratitude mean to you? Tonight, our DJ family shares gratitude and love with all of you. Now, we'll hear the messages from 19-year-old Lily Lukau and her specially selected song, Blue Moon by Billie Holiday. Then, 14-year-old Saviana Moya and 15-year-old Emilio Bovalet share their gratitude with us, followed by the inspiring message from 19-year-old Madumita Santana and her selected song, Tal Say Tal by A.R. Rahman. Hello, my name is Lily Lukau. I'm 18, almost 19 years old. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I identify as white. I am a freshman at St. Louis University. And I have been with DJ for over three years. Something that I'm grateful for today that I didn't have a year ago is the knowledge I can carry with myself of my independence and bravery through all of the recent transitions I've faced in my life. Some meaningful ways that I can connect with my family when we're able to all be together is through art. I really enjoy getting to create drawings and pictures with my little brother 
explore painting and it's a really great way for us to bond and communicate with each other without even having to talk. Standing alone Without a dream in my heart Without a love of my own My name is Saviano Moya. I'm 14 years old. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I identify as Chicana, and I go to Albuquerque Academy, and I'm in the eighth grade. I've been a part of Generation Justice since last October, so just a little bit over a year. Something that I'm grateful for today that I didn't have a year ago would be the time I get to spend with my family. Because of COVID, I didn't really get to see my family, like my extended family that I don't live with. So today, because everyone's vaccinated, I get to see my family a lot more. And I love family time. I love seeing my family. And in addition to that, some meaningful ways I connect with my family when we're all together is eating. We all love to eat and food makes us all happy. So just getting together and eating some good food creates good memories. Hi, my name is Emilio Bovale. I'm 15 years old. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I identify as Mexican-American. I'm a sophomore at um, Valley High School and I've been with Generation Justice for around three years now. Something that I'm grateful for today that I didn't have a year ago is soccer because since the pandemic, I haven't been allowed to play very much and I'm happy to be back at soccer. Someone I'm grateful for is my mom. She's always been there for me and she, she's just like a huge influence in my life. Accomplishment I'm proud of is playing my first year in high school soccer. So that's something big for me. And some of the meaningful ways that I connect with my loved ones is probably through music and food because my family is very music music oriented and just through music and food really. My name is Madhumita Santanam. I'm 19 years old and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I identify as a South Asian woman and I'm a, currently a freshman at the University of New Mexico and I've been with Generation Justice for about two years now and I'm really grateful to be starting college at the University of New Mexico, and I'm really grateful to be studying something that I'm passionate about and that I'm able to meet new people in the process. And um, I feel like this wasn't this was something I didn't really consider a year ago. So I'm really appreciative that I made it this far and that I'm doing something that I love. And an accomplishment that I'm proud of uh, in general is just being who I am today. And growing up, I definitely struggled uh, with motivation and just in general uh, functioning in life. So I went to occupational therapy, physical therapy and speech therapy when I was younger. And I was always really worried that I wouldn't be successful academically, academically and as an adult. So I'm really proud that I got past that and that I'm here where I am today. And I'm really grateful for my family. And we've always been, we've been through a lot together. So I'm uh, really happy that they're always there for me and that I'm there for them. And I'm just really thankful that they're in my life. And some ways that I connect with my family are talking about philosophical ideas with them, having food together, 
watching shows and movies together, listening to music. And I think one of the most important ones is immersing ourselves in our culture together. I feel like that's really important. And yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. Welcome back to Generation Justice, broadcasting on 89.9 KUNM-FM. Tonight on this special episode, we share what we are grateful for. Now we bring you the beautiful messages from 17-year-old Elisha Cage, followed by 17-year-old Matas Jaber and 18-year-old Ariana Cordova in her selected song Northern Downpour by Panic at the Disco. Hello. My name is Elijah Cage. I'm 17 years old. My pronouns are he, him, and his, and I identify as Black and Hispanic. I am a junior at La Cueva High School, and I've been with GJ for about three years now. And something that I'm grateful for today that I didn't have a year ago, I'd have to say basketball. You know, basketball is one of my loves and my passion. So seeing that being taken away because of COVID, was awful. And now that I have it back, uh, I feel happier and at more peace with myself. An accomplishment that I am proud of, uh, just being here with my mom, uh, watching us both succeed for the things we love and the things we do, uh, is something that always made me proud. And speaking about my mom, that's one person that I'm grateful for, uh, seeing her, Uh, succeed and overcome some of the challenges that I know she's had being a single parent. Um, you know, I'll always be grateful for the things she taught me um, and the things she still teaches me um, about being a man. And yeah, that's just one person I'm grateful for. So thank you. Hi, my name is Mataz Jabed. I'm 17 years old. My pronouns are he, him, his. I identify as a Palestinian American. I'm a senior and I attend La Cueva High School. And I've been a GJ member for about five years now. Um, something that I'm grateful for today that I didn't have a year ago would most definitely be school. I didn't realize how much I liked school and the school environment until I had it taken away from me because of COVID. And now I just like don't even want to miss a school if I'm not even miss a school day if I'm not even feeling well. Um, a, an accomplishment I'm proud of um, would probably be my robotics team that I'm on, Enigma. We um, have just gone to a lot of competitions and you know did our done our best and it's just pretty accomplishing and I'm proud of that. And someone I'm grateful for would probably have to be my my mom she's just like always been my backbone and just always helped me when I've needed help regarding anything literally anything and so yeah I'm really grateful for my mom and some meaningful ways I connect with my family and loved ones is just for we just talk to each other and I think we just always like let each other know that we're there for one another and you know 
that's just how we connect on like kind of a daily basis because I do have a lot of siblings so I'm always seeing them um and so yeah thank you all right hi my name is um Ariana Cordova I'm 18 years old and I go by any pronouns and I identify as uh, Latino and Hispanic I'm currently a freshman at UNM and I've been with Generation Justice for about four or five years now I always lose count but somewhere up there uh, something that I'm grateful for today that I didn't have a year ago um, would probably be in-person classes. Uh, that's a big one for me. Um, it's really good being able to learn alongside other people and just be able to have that interaction, um, especially in a, classes that kind of require something like that um, in a way that you didn't really get before for the past um, year and a half of school. Um, and I'm also really grateful um, to be living on campus. I'm really grateful to um, and for the people that I'm living with now, uh, great new additions into my life. And I'm really grateful to have them. Um, an accomplishment that I'm proud of, I'm really proud of getting as far as I have, um, you know, in life and in school and stuff. Um, it's really crazy to think that I'm in college now and I'm living away from home. It's uh, something really cool, super proud of. Uh, someone I'm grateful for, uh, the big one would be my parents, my mom and my stepdad, um, who always have my back. They're always there for me. And then, like I mentioned earlier, um, the two new roommates that I've um, become super close with over these past couple of months. And then a meaningful way to connect with family and loved ones is just being able to stay in contact, um, talking with them, whether it be on the phone or making time on weekends to go and visit. Um, just any way that I can stay in contact with people. It's really, really good. Thank you. If all our life is but a dream, fantastic pose and greed, then we should feed our jewelry to the sea. For diamonds do appear to be just like broken glass to me. I hope you're enjoying this Generation Justice Hour of Gratitude. Now, we'll hear from Rachel Riley, GJ's Youth Coordinator, and the song Love and Happiness by All Green, selected by Rachel. Then, GJ Operations Assistant Kyle Gonzalez brings us his gratitude message, followed by the song Thank You for the Music by ABBA. And, GJ's Founding Director Roberta Rael brings us her message and the song Gracias a la Vida. By John Bias. Kuati Hopa. Hi, my name is Rachel Riley. I'm 27 years old. My pronouns are she, her. I am indigenous from the Pueblo of Acma, and I am currently a master's of social work student with New Mexico Highlands University. And I've been with GJ for going on about three months now as GJ's youth coordinator. Something that I am grateful for today that I didn't have a year ago is a space to call my own. I think uh, as a young person, um, it's always a really big accomplishment to be able to have your own space to live in, to call your own. Um, and that is something that me and my little family have been working very hard um, for. Um, my partner and I have a nine-month-old daughter, so being able to provide a roof over her head um, on our own is some, 
something that we're very proud of um, and just feeling really grateful for. Someone that I am grateful for is my community and my family. As a new mother, trying to figure out how to be a mom is really difficult at times. So um, feeling like I have the support of my family who is always there to lend a hand or uh, guidance or advice um, is something that I am just really grateful for to have. Um, some meaningful ways that I connect with my family and loved ones when we are able to be together is gathering over food. Uh, I think coming from a tight-knit community and indigenous community, food is like the center of everything we do. So being able to gather at mom's house to put her heart and soul into um, providing a delicious meal for all of our children and grandchildren is something that I really look forward to and being able to um, catch up with my siblings and just be together as a family. Always happy to have those moments. Hello, my name is Kyle Gonzalez. I'm 23 years old and my pronouns are he, him, his. Uh, I identify as a queer Nuevo Mexicano Chicano um, and I've lived here in New Mexico my entire life. Um, I'm a proud uh, graduate of UNM and I hope to pursue further education soon. And I've been with GJ as the operations assistant and in other roles as a youth uh, before that for um, just over two years now. Um, so something that I'm grateful for today that I didn't have a year ago, I think, is I'm just really grateful for the perspective that I've gained, um, especially just living through a pandemic. And um, at one point also being like the sole provider for like my family unit, um, my immediate home household during the um, COVID, it really taught me just that I have to respect my mental health, that it's just as important as my physical health. And also I think just carrying on through the pandemic, um, it really taught me to give myself grace um, and to respect my limits and to listen to what my body and my mind are needing. Um, somebody that I'm grateful for is my partner, uh, Rios Fernandez, who um, really has just been this last year and also just throughout our, our entire three-year relationship, he's um, just been such like a rock for me. Even when he's going through difficult times, he just always holds such light in his heart. Um, and he always holds it for me. And so I'm just really grateful to have that support network. And then I'm really excited to talk about this one, meaningful ways that I connect with my family um, when, we're, when we're able to be together. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this year um, being able to be with my family for Thanksgiving because um, last year we weren't able to be and um, Thanksgiving is like our, our big holiday that we all come together for. And uh, I'm really looking forward to being with them because we all come from different parts of the country and all that we do when we're together is... Um, we just look back through all the years and we just um, tell funny stories about each other, about all the other times that we've been able to be together and just um, just immersed in love for each other and uh, having laughter and smiles 
even thinking about it now just fills my makes my heart feel so warm um yeah I am Roberta Rael, and I am so grateful to be the director of Generation Justice for the past 16 years. And I am just immensely grateful for so, so many things. I'm grateful for sunny November days that we still get to bask a little bit of our New Mexico sun. I'm so grateful for celebrations like Dia de los Muertos, where we get to spend the time with our ancestors and our beloveds that walk on a different realm. And we get to hear their guidance and feel their love. I'm so grateful that I get to wake up every morning and feel a sense of purpose a sense of a reason to be here. I'm so grateful for my incredible, brilliant daughter, Lucia, who relocated from DC to come and be here in New Mexico once again with me. And I'm grateful for just the mundane tasks of doing things together, like mother and daughter. I'm grateful for innocent, unconditional puppy love that our little creatures give to us and how that medicine works so magically by just a little paw uh, tapping on your leg at the end of the day. I'm grateful for the food, the earth that gives us this food, the beautiful gardens, the farmers, the people who have tended to this earth so that we could have this nourishment and food. And I'm grateful for the water that hydrates us. It's all of the simple things that are not so simple, that are really complex. I'm grateful for Generation Justice and all the blessings and gifts and love that I've had in these 16 years here at Generation Justice. For all of the people who started off being young people who are now a little bit older, that are still connected to Generation Justice and stay in touch. And I'm grateful for the team that is here now that makes this magic happen week after week after week. And I'm grateful for all of the partnerships. And I'm grateful for you, our community, who continue to believe in us, who continue to shower us with love and kindness 
and consideration and inspiration. There's so many things to be grateful for. And so I thank all of you for what you have continued to give to me, my family, and my Generation Justice family. I look forward to more sunny November days, and I look forward to many more meaningful radio moments that we can share with you. Del merito de mi corazón. Muchísimas gracias. Gracias a la vida que me ha dado tanto. Me dio dos luceros que cuando los abro perfecto distingo lo negro del blanco y en el alto cielo su fondo estrellado. Thank you to Lily Lucao, Emilio Bobalet, Sabiana Moya, Elisha Cage, Matas Jaber, Ariana Cordoba, Madumita Santana, Kyle Gonzalez, Rachel Riley, and our director, Roberta Rael, for sharing your messages of gratitude and for honoring those you are grateful for. Now, I would like to take this moment to thank my family, and I want to express my gratitude to my sister, Paola Ramirez. She has always offered me guidance and I'm so happy that we are both navigating through adulthood together, supporting each other, helping each other and just living life. I love you and I'm grateful because I got you as my sister. enjoyed this hour of gratitude we'd like to thank our guest alan wagman for speaking with us and thank you to dj members lily lucao emilio bobalet sabiana moya elisha cage matas jaber ariana cordova madumita santana kyle gonzalez rachel riley and our director roberta rael for sharing your gratitude this evening This program was produced by Roberta Rael with production assistance from myself, Barbara Ramirez, with editing support from Angel Baker Guillén. We want to give a huge thanks to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. And a special thank you to KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org. We're also active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can listen to our playlist on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the NEE Casey Foundation and, of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. I'm Barbara Ramirez. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word. 
Have a great evening, New Mexico. Until next Sunday.